Hey, Local to Legend listeners. Today's guest is Mike Burgraff with Core Physical Therapy. I have had the privilege of working with Mike for the last year here at Love Local and absolutely love what they are doing as therapists. So before we dive into the conversation, I want to share a little bit of background on the company. Since 1999, Core Physical Therapy has been on a mission to provide patients the best physical therapy services available. In that time, they've opened two clinic locations, one in the West Des Moines, Iowa area, and the other in Adel, Iowa, to be clear, (laughs) each offering orthopedic physical therapy services. They specialize in providing their patients with hands-on care, including traditional physical therapy techniques, in addition to myofascial release therapy and craniosacral therapy. They work closely with patients to develop a program that fits their unique treatment needs. And all of the therapists at CORE are passionate about helping every single patient achieve their best life. They believe that helping rehab an injury or managing chronic pain has a significant ripple effect. And I know firsthand that their process and experience is top-notch and truly transformative. And I can't wait to share Mike's story and introduce you to this incredible business. So Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, hi, Emily. Thanks for having me. Can't wait for our conversation. I know. Same. So, okay. Did you always know, let's talk about you first. Did you always know you're going to be a physical therapist? Are you like that person? Uh, a little bit. Um, <laughs> my my mom, uh, when I was in high school, my mom, for whatever reason, thought it was a good idea. And so I kind of had my eye on it a little bit. But then while I was in high school, we had a lady who was a physical therapist in the community who would come out to the high school after practices and help people who had gotten hurt. Uh, or needed rehab or exercises or whatever they may need. And it became pretty apparent to me that I wasn't going to make a career of playing basketball my whole life and thought it might be a cool way to stay engaged with athletes. And so I went to college kind of thinking that was the path I wanted to go down. I played basketball at Wartburg, tore my ACL twice, uh, both my freshman and sophomore years. And so I spent a fair amount of time with physical therapists and decided that, yeah, this is something neat. And then later on, in order to get into PT school, you have to do all these observation hours in different clinical settings. And what I found is that I really enjoyed talking to the different people. And while I thought I wanted to work with all athletes, I was fascinated that the geriatric population, I just their stories are so intriguing. Um, mm-hmm. And so being able to have 45 minutes at a time or 30 minutes at a time with people where you got to hear their story really started to appeal to me. Mm, okay. So you, and basically how it works is you undergrad and then you have to go to PT school, correct? Correct. Yep. Yep. Okay, so and- four year undergrad, like I was a biology major and okay. they mitered in athletic training. So I ended up getting my athletic training license as well. Then on to PT school that when I did it, it was a two year master's degree. And now most PT programs are a three year doctorate degree. Wow. That's a big change. Yeah, added a year. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So at that point, you're going through PT school. Like, were you thinking in your head, like, I'm going to own a business as well? Because that's kind of a, that's another way to think too, right? It it is. And no, uh, that was not something that I really had on my radar in the beginning. I I grew up in Marshalltown and I spent a bunch of hours observing through Marshalltown Hospital and their physical therapy clinic. And it's such a small world thing where one of the main people that I observed with is now one of my business partners, Blake. So a huge mentor through the whole process. And um, so I spent a ton of time uh, at the hospital there and they kind of took care of me, like helped make me love it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't know that's how you and Blake met. 
So I yeah, know so, the so core yeah, team so then, a bit. So yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. So then that was my first job is I ended up working at the hospital with uh, Blake and his wife, Carrie, and a bunch of other great people. And one of the things there that Marshalltown Hospital did that was awesome is they did this kind of profit sharing model with all of their employees. So when the hospital did well, you got like a bonus of whatever your salary was for the year. And to be honest, it never dawned on me that I wanted to own my own business until the first year where we got our profit sharing thing. Um, and the secretary that was there got the same bonus I did. And not to be selfish, but um, they took at the time, 15 minute smoke breaks all the time and didn't schedule patients through their lunch hour. And here I would come in earlier, do whatever I could to fit patients in and was actually generating revenue. And I got the same bonus and it's like, oh, wait a minute. And so that was the first point where it dawned on me, maybe having your own thing might be a be something I'm interested in. So at that point, you're working with Blake and his wife, so who are now all part of the core team. Yeah. And so did you just start having conversations with him of like, what would it look like if we actually did this on our own? Or like, do you know, like where, when you made kind of that decision of like, okay, like it's time to take this risk. Like talk about that a little bit. Like what was going on in your head when you're pre-formulating yeah. that decision? Yeah. So, um, so when I was working at Marshalltown, my wife and I had just got married. My wife was teaching in Waukee. I was working in Marshalltown. We lived in Altoona. And so we were both kind of commuting, uh, you know, 45 minutes in opposite directions and after about a year of that, I decided we decided that wasn't going to work long term. And so I ended up getting a job at Des Moines University. And so I worked at Des Moines University for about a year. So I split up with Blake amicably um, and um, worked at Des Moines for about a year. And then I got really involved with the PT Association very early in my career, thanks to Blake. And I was at a, a board meeting for the PT Association. And one of my past teachers in school, we were sitting there chatting and he kind of mentioned, if you're ever interested in getting into private practice, let me know. And so that was Saturday. And on Monday, I called him and said, I'm, I'm interested. And so the kind of ball started rolling there where we started looking that I was living in Waukee, Adele was you know, nearby and didn't really have a very big PT presence and thought maybe we could make a go of it that way. And that's when things got you know, significantly more serious and we opened and then the time kind of escapes me a little bit, but I think it was three or four years later when Blake, we stayed in close contact and Blake eventually was looking to make a change and then came on board and, you know, have been partners since. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that story. And you still operate in the Adel office, but you yeah. have your West Des Moines office as well. So can you tell us a little bit about like who's in Adel, how many people you have? Is it different than West Des Moines? did you what's it like yeah i mean from a patient standpoint uh business standpoint it's the same uh, operation same philosophy in both locations we have five therapists in adel and we have 10 in west des moines so west des moines obviously has a lot more space than we do here in adel but the operation is basically the same so i kind of manage i guess you would say the adel office and blake kind of manages the west des moines office and then we kind of split the management. He does a lot of the Medicare and making sure we're up to date and following all the rules. And I do a lot of the finances side of things. Okay. So I'm thinking about, so this is 1999, right? That you're doing this, getting started. Do you remember like getting some of your first patients and like how people were hearing about you? I feel like those early first few months are like so magical because you're like, are people going to, are people going to choose me? Right. Do you remember 
those moments? That yeah, I do, I do actually. Uh, we so the Adel office actually opened in 2004. Is when okay. I came on board. The West Moines office started in '99, and my first patient in Adel was actually a woman who lived here in Adel, but was seeing my business partner that worked in in West Des Moines. And so he kind of prodded her to come out and see me. And it's such a funny story. Her family um, is kind of well known in the Adel area and she came in and it was such, over the years she would come in here and there for something new each time. And she would always sit in the waiting room and brag to the other patients, I was his first patient. And she would always tell me, you should have put your first dollar bill on the wall with mine and I would have signed it for you. And um, so it's just this really fun, she was awesome. And then the way I really got going in Adel was I walked around downtown and I would walk into places and introduce myself and just say, hey, here's what it is. And that was kind of a neat thing about Adel at the time. It was still a small enough community where you just meet people and talk to people. I joined a I was a sub for a men's golf league on Tuesday afternoons. I love to play golf and it was a way I didn't want to partner necessarily because I could meet new people every week as a sub. And so just kind of getting involved in different things in the community. Mm-hmm. And Adele, for anyone listening who's like, oh. what's Adele? Like, it's just a little bit outside of the Des Moines area. It's where my husband's from. It's where my daughter goes every week with her grandparents. So we have some some uh, Adele ties personally as a family. And what is the population of Adele? Uh, 4,000 probably. 4, yeah. yeah, so it's small communities. So that like totally makes sense from like walking around business to business and like making pals and doing the golf thing. So I love that those were the things like, and for so much of like, especially service providers like you, it's so relational because you meet someone you're like, oh, they seem cool. Oh, they can also help me with my knee injury. Great. Like, I feel like there's, that's so such a great, uh, way to to start a business for sure for what you and, do. I think, and i think it's interesting kind of come full circle where you'd mentioned a year ago we started working with you and love local and one of the things we've always struggled with is how do we as a small business replicate meeting people on main street and um, doing that and so that's you know what you've been so helpful with us starting to take that online in a way where yeah. we get to be ourselves online because that's not our specialty yep Yep. So much is like boots on the ground in the first year or two. And like, but then you grow your business and you now have patients to take care of. And it's like, I can't go to all of these places anymore. I lit- like, I have to find someone who can either do it for me or look online where I can reach more people faster. And so, um, yeah, that has been the fun part of working together is finding ways to make that meaningful right. too at the same time. And, and still have that impact for, for you in the business. So yeah. Okay. I love that, that beginning story in 2004. So it's you business partner. You obviously have grown significantly now that we're in 2021, you have a team of therapists in West Point and Adele, you're growing. feels like I'm introduced like to new therapists. Every, like it feels <laughs> regular. I know it's probably not, but how many new therapists do you feel like you get bring on a year? About one a year is our normal. It, we do kind of a special, it, it's almost like a core internship where as we hire new therapists that we kind of train them in the core way of thinking and treating patients. And so when they start on board with us, they spend about four to six weeks where they just, the new therapist just works with a more experienced therapist. And so then they also spend about a day a week with an experienced therapist through their whole first year, trying to mentor them into thinking the core way. And so we found that it's hard to 
do more than one a year. It just, it becomes, it, it's just time wise, it's hard. Yeah. Cause you, like you say this thing called the core way. So you obviously, and what I know about you too, but I would love for you to share with the listeners is like, you do have a very refined intentional process in which you engage with your patients. So if you could just like, how did you create that process? How did you know, like, this is the thing we want to use? Like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Cause I feel like it's really unique to you and it differentiates you in the patient experience. Yeah, I think in some ways, it's my original kind of mentor business partner, he this is kind of what he taught. And so um, it was awesome to have that resource where you could go and he was an expert in treating chronic pain people. Uh, He suffered from chronic pain issues himself. And so kind of from self experience, learned some things, and kind of guided us in this direction. And then we've kind of taken it a little further down the path, maybe. And so the, the biggest, I think a few difference from a lot of physical therapy clinics is we we only treat one patient at a time in a private treatment room. A lot of therapy clinics, you work in a big gym area where you know there's people all around. And what we find, especially with a lot of chronic pain people, is that there's a lot going on in their world that doesn't necessarily just have to do with their neck pain or their back pain or their headaches or being dizzy or whatever it is. And, you know, stress, anxiety, depression, these things all play a role in how we physically feel. And when you're in a gym area with a bunch of people staring at you, these are conversations you can't have. And so when you start having some of these conversations with people, it's crazy, but it changes them physically. And so I think that's one huge difference. Um, The other difference is from a technique standpoint, you mentioned very early in our chat that we do cranial sacral therapy and myofascial release. And there's a lot of nitty gritty we can talk about more, but the gist of it is it's really light touch and it's kind of unlocking the human body's potential to heal itself. There's an osteopath. I've taken a bunch of classes in his series and he's a French guy and says, our goal is to just wake up a little something. And the idea being, if we can kind of just give a body a nudge in the right direction, our bodies have this miraculous ability to heal themselves where they know what they need to do. And the patient's body knows what the problem is better than I do. So it's, can I kind of tune into that system where it tells me, tells us what's wrong, and then we allow it, the body to do its own work kind of. Mm-hmm. It is fascinating because witnessing this type of technique, you don't really see anything. If you were to just watch someone receive this type of therapy, you would be like, um, what's happening? Cause it's so subtle, but I love that quote you said, like just waking up or what is it? What did you say? Wake up a little something. Yeah. Wake up a little something. Ah, I, I just, that's so meaningful and it does definitely differentiate you. And, and I love getting to know you and just this experience of how you create space for your patients too. And just like it, like you said, in the privacy of a room, like there are things as your body heals that maybe come up that just like have been buried or like haven't addressed. And so to have, I mean, you get to play the role of a physical therapist, but you probably play the role of a lot more than just physical therapy, maybe a little bit. Yeah. And the emotional side too, it just, it all comes to surface. I imagine. It does. Our body holds things and it, it, it is a fascinating in the last 18 months, I think I've become more and more aware of how, emotions play a role in our body. I would have said forever, our core kind of thought process is you come in telling me your shoulder hurts, but the relationship to people's upper back is super important. And and so we, we've said forever that we want to get to the core of the problem, right? So just because your shoulder hurts doesn't mean that's necessarily the problem. 
so we always dug for what's the other physical thing that's going on in your upper back that could cause your shoulder to hurt and what I'm finding more and more and more. And I think 2020 has maybe even put a magnifying glass on that with all the stresses and anxieties that people are having related to COVID and lockdowns and masks and all the vaccines and all the things. It, it people When people are more stressed, their bodies play a role. Our brains can only deal with so much. And once that brain becomes overwhelmed, the body takes it on. And so it's been a fascinating thing to watch people change as they're, they get control of those anxieties and depressions and and throw in, obviously, we have good teammates where we trust people to go if it's more than just a physical thing where we can pass them along so they get the help they need on that front too. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think like every PT goes into this type of work realizing that that can be, it can be such a bigger role than that. So I love like even in the intro of just saying like, what you do helping someone's knee pain like can actually have a ripple effect on their life. Like if you help them live their best life because you're addressing not only physical pain, but emotional and like really holding space for them for that, like that is what allows them to live their best life, which, you know, a healthy person with energy and without pain can contribute in such a, a, a different way. And that's not to dismiss anyone who is in pain, right? It's just if we can, if there's a way to treat that and support someone on that journey, their their quality of life definitely increases. So yeah, and it's and I truly like just personal belief that we all have certain God-given gifts. And mm-hmm. when we're using those given gifts at the best way for the best purposes, everybody gets better. So not only does that individual in your example with the knee pain get better, but then they're able to go out and do their thing in the community in a better way, which makes their small community around them bigger. And then hopefully that ripples to the next person. So I love that. The focus, you know, in the intro, myofascial release and craniosacral, I love some of the things that your teammates do are really like pretty specialized, like Kirsten and um, some women who have with women's health as well. So can you just break down a couple of the other lines of business or how you support some of your patients in in those ways? Yeah, sure. Um, So we have two therapists that are vestibular specialists. So vestibular being kind of a part of our inner ear that deals with balance um, and dizziness. And so Kirsten in our West Moines office, uh, Robin in our Adel office have gone on and done a lot of specialty training in dealing with dizzy people. And it's been a fascinating thing for me. We all PTs learn a little bit about this in school. And shortly after Kirsten got back from her training, I quickly realized that I I don't see those patients anymore. Um, <laughs> give them to her because she's the expert. And then as Robin got hired and saw what Kirsten's doing, she kind of went and did the same training. Uh, we have Carrie that in our Western Wayne office that deals with some women health issues, so pelvic floor pain and continence issues um, that she's interested in. So she does that. Uh, Mary Beth in our West Des Moines office is starting to mix in a lot of yoga type thought processes with her kind of normal PT practice. Part of the core way, I guess, is that we really want each of our therapists to find their passion project and make that their job. So it's almost trying to have them create their own independent practice within the core walls so that they get to see the patients they want to see all day. So they're charged up and ready to go. And I think that's one of the things that we hope to try to do. We start talking about this with people on their first interview even is find your thing, whatever that is. If my case, I'm an avid golfer. If I want to figure out how to treat golfers for do that, if you're, Mm -hmm. 
whatever it is so that you enjoy coming to work every day. And so <laughs> there's no real, we don't push anybody to do anything. Kirsten started the Dizzy thing and that's because she loves it. And um, yeah, so let people do their thing. And Oh my gosh. And they'll flourish. What a great like piece of advice for anyone who has a team um, or, you know, employees to really think about creating a way for them to find their passion projects. I feel like that probably has led to a lot of employee retention and people really liking what they get to do because A, hopefully they like being a PT because that's what they get to do in the world, but then they have this like unique approach or unique perspective or specialty. So I guess like from your perspective, like you go into, you say you're PT, you start the business and you have a partner. So it's kind of like equal. So you're not like the leader per se, because there's no one under you at that point, but now you have this robust team. So you probably have to step into the role of leader. Like people are looking to you for advice, for, for just leadership, right? So talk a little bit about that. What was that like for you? Because I that is a mental shift. And I feel like you're a natural leader based on what I know about you, but maybe you didn't feel that way when like when you started bringing on a team. Yeah, that is, that was definitely a shift. And I think this is one of the things where Blake has been so good for me personally. Uh, I often say Blake is the per if we're both in a meeting and we hear something, I react very quickly and start talking. Blake gets very quiet and thinks and I'm still talking. And then after a few minutes, Blake says something really salient and then I no longer need to talk. And so at some point, I'll probably figure out just to keep my mouth shut until Blake comes up with the idea. Um, but so it, it is, um, it has been different and it's a role that honestly, I never assumed I would like. Um, I'm super competitive. And so even in my first job, I would, it's so horrible, but I would look around the clinic and I'd think, yep, I'm better than that one. Oh, I'm a better therapist than this one. And it was always a competition, right? And um, well, that one's better, so I need to work on this. And and one of the cool things about our setup now is as we have new therapists come in and we do the kind of training module that I talked about. And then later you see them come back and they're like, hey, I saw this patient and this happened. And it's this crazy proud papa moment of like these amazing people. It's not that I did anything other than just kind of, again, nudge them in the right direction and then watch them flourish and do their thing. And it's just super, super rewarding to know you had a little bit of a role of what this person is now doing for their patients. Yeah. Oh, I do love that too. And I just have Callie on my team, but like watching her find her little things and like get excited and then talk about it with me, I'm just like, oh. I just like, it does. It means so much. So anyone listening, like if you do bring on an employee or a teammate, it's just, it, you do get to shift in kind of this, like, I don't know, mama bear, papa bear, like whatever we want to call it, like, um, proud parent role where you just feel so connected to their success and their wins and also their lows too. Like you feel there's, that's why I've always been like, I don't know if I could actually have a big team. Cause I, feel so much towards humans. So I don't, do you ever find yourself in that space of being like caring like too much that everyone's doing okay all the time? Or is this just, am I in my own head probably? No, that that's definitely, I think, especially like last year during COVID stuff and, you know, a year ago to when we're recording this, we were having lots of discussions about, you know, patient volumes had dropped very dramatically. And um, we ended up getting the the small business, you know, forgivable loan thing and trying to figure out how do we get through that time where our patient loads are down and how do you do what's fair for different 
for people who are in different situations and different, um, some people are on a salary and some people are on a commission and some people work hourly. And, and so how do you make it not necessarily equal, but fair? And um, I think that is one of the things our team has been amazing at is you kind of ask them what, give them an idea of what we want to do and they jump on board and kill it. And um, hopefully that's, I would like to think that that's, we put some kind of credits in the bank account um, during good times so that they know during the bad times we have their best interests in mind, even when maybe it's not an ideal situation. So I, I hope that's the case. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So tell me a little bit about like a year from now, hopefully when we're talking, like what is, what is going to be different about core? Will you have more offices? You think you'll have another uh, therapist? Do you like, do you want to expand nationally? Like where is, what's your, what's your thought is kind of the the leader of, of core? Our, our, our thought with core has always been, we want to help people you know our, our kind of why statement is that we want to partner with people on their journey so that we can help the people achieve, achieve their best life and so however many people want us to help them with on that journey we'll figure out how to get the staff to do that and so i guess we've never really set out on here's our goal for we want to be this big or we want to be in this many locations it's what does our community want and need from us and so it seems as though I'm pretty firm believer if you do the right things for the right reasons, good things tend to follow along, maybe not in the short term, but eventually. And so hopefully we keep doing things the right way and people keep finding us. Oh, I love that. That's like so much inner trust of like, I believe we're doing the right thing for the right people at this right time. And I trust that like we'll be taken care of and we will grow in the way we need to from that. Like I just, that's very, it's a very wise way to think. I feel like so many people are like, well, we want to have four clinics and we want to hit this revenue. And it's like, that's, that's cool. That might inspire some people, but yours just feels like, and this is what I've loved about just working with you guys. You're just like, you're so like heart centered, soulful people who like just the, the process is different with you guys. And I really appreciate that. And that's why I wanted to bring you on podcast too. Cause I just think it's such a refreshing conversation. Um, I've just been so grateful that that we get to have. Yeah, so awesome. what else about what else about core do you think listeners need to know? How do they how do they find you if they're like, oh wow, like hey, I'm maybe a physical therapist interested in chatting with you, or like, you know, I've had this neck pain for a while. <laughs> it's time. Sure. Uh, so social media accounts, obviously, I have to say that with you here, right? Being helping us with our <laughs> social media. To. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, so hitting us up on our social media accounts, uh, Facebook and Instagram, our websites, coreptio.com. And um, I mean, so those are the easiest ways to reach out. Our emails are there. I, I'm always happy to chat with whether it's fellow therapists or anything. Uh, lots, we get lots of students who are interested in going into PT and what do we do? And um, so anything like that, we're always happy to help. I love it. Yay. Well, thanks for being on the podcast today. I'm so grateful we could have this conversation and, and introduce the listeners to you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Local to Legend. If you really enjoyed this episode, as always, feel free to share it with someone who may need a dose of inspiration today or feel free to leave a review so we can touch more lives of local business owners everywhere. And say hello to us in the DMs if you hang out on Instagram. We're over at love.local and we love supporting you, getting to know you, sharing your stuff and learning what you're all about. So thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.